take me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now. What's the plan now? Gotta get it done. No time for fun now. Take me back. We're going to kick it off just like this. Mike Young, stories that need to be told. Sitting here with my buddy Adam Ray, fellow comedian. I love your theme song, by the way. I appreciate that. It's fucking dope. That's a big deal. Yeah. When I listened to a new podcast, uh, and I got into yours maybe, I don't know, maybe a month ago. Yeah. And uh, and that's like one of the first things I, is either gonna I'm going to stay locked in or I'm going to change the channel. Dope uh, song. Yeah, Original, I, obviously. Original song. Yeah. You know, I think we talked about this a while ago. You know, I tried to be uh, not, tr- but I came out here for rap in the yeah. beginning of the whole thing. Yeah, and then yeah, and I've had that song was, for a while. It was yeah, it was you. Yeah, that was yeah. me. That's yeah. my song. So, I had it for a while, and then I just let it waiting for podcasting sit. to become a thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then Rogan was the Joe Rogan was the one who kept going, dude. This is the fucking best song, bro. What are you doing with this song? And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing with the song. I'm doing nothing with the song. Like literally, you didn't nothing. decide to put it in a movie or anything. You know, you know. Actually, I did. No, I I did. Actually, I'm gonna put it in. You know, I, I did a movie recently with, with Aaron Paul. I told you that Aaron Paul Jeff Daniels thing that's like no. hasn't come out yet. What? I didn't direct it. I wrote it. I wrote a movie called Grounded. Yeah, with Aaron the, Paul and Jeff in? Daniels. Yeah, they're both in it. They're Jesus, starring in Mikey. it. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But the producer heard the song and he goes, "Why didn't you tell me you do these songs? I love this song. We'll put it in the movie. So I'm gonna put it in the movie." Dude, what if that slowly becomes your thing, where you're like writing, starring, and then you like are soundtracking your own movies? I mean, look, Clint Eastwood does it. He, he makes his own soundtrack. Yeah. I mean, all I, I wish I could play guitar better. I fucking I, I can't. I'll bring yeah, you. But in. it's I'll up. Play, and it's I'll bring in the you jacuzzi. In. It's perfectly placed. <laughs> you see that? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. all about placement. And also, I feel like once that Jeff Daniels movie comes out, and people know, I don't know how many people in this building know what you do and how dope you are at it, but I feel like. You know, you want to somehow let some of those facts bleed out so that when it is a packed summer day or a cold winter night and people are outside <laughs> trying to pool it up or jacuzzi it, jacuzzi it up and it's packed that you can kind of slide in and people go, hey, guys, either the people get in and they just it's unspoken where they get up and leave because you and some friends have, have uh, decided to take a dip yeah. or maybe they just make room because Mike's here. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so I guess my question is, how well do you know your neighbors? That's a great question. Yeah. I live in a, obviously you're in my building now, yeah. but you see what this building is and you live in a similar type building on yeah. another side of town. Yeah. But yeah, this is a you very. You see people come yeah. and go and you know, you have minimal. I've had a lot of weird exchanges with almost everybody, which makes me go <laughs> yeah. just fucking stay inside, man. Yo. Don't leave. And if you do go out the back when no one's looking like I, I awkward high fives. Um, I, I start to know people's schedules, schedules, um, people telling me to keep it down, people hitting my ceiling because of the TV being like barely a little too loud. Um, this one guy, uh, there's a sweet gay couple that lives above me. One of them sweet wore a ridiculous couple. hat, the craziest hat. And I don't I don't want to say it was like a gay hat, but I, I <laughs> guarantee you I will never see a straight dude wear it. Right. Just colorful and like fit. Just weird. ridiculous. Right. And not that that is what constitutes. Uh, a gay hat but it was just it was too big for his head it was had a string that looked like it was choking him I don't even think he took the time to size up the string around his neck too many colors didn't match anything so then I'm like <laughs> alright well now I'm questioning if you're even gay uh, so 
But then, so I see him and I go, and he walks by and he goes, uh, Dude, this was the worst. I can't believe. Um, I think I've never told anybody this, which is why I'm laughing. He walks by, and I go, I go, what up? Because I don't know his name yet, <laughs> even though I've crossed paths with him. A hundred times. At least. Yeah. And uh, and so he walks by, and I go, cool hat. And we're walking by each other. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, yeah, it's got to protect the skin cancer on my face. I go, feel that. Didn't even listen really, Mike, <laughs> because I just kept walking. And then I literally like stopped and turned around. And I go, for real? And then he was like, it's all good. And just kept like walking away. And I was damn. like, you just said feel that to a skin face cancer comment. Damn. Damn. That's yeah. You got to what do you do? Yo, you, you were just you were, you were in motion. You didn't put you didn't listen. You didn't listen to the don't start the conversations in motion. And no. don't expect don't try to make somebody stop. Right. I was on a mission. He was on the way out. You try to be friendly. He Gotta hit be. you with cancer, which is barely ever funny. Yikes. You know what I mean? There's, There's no really, back from that. It just takes the weight out of you. <laughs> it just takes the weight right out of the conversation. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, but that's, wait, so this Daniels movie, it's coming out. Yeah, yeah, it's called Grounded. It went through a lot of shit. I actually, of we actually filmed it before before I did a stand-up guy and my man is a loser. Wow. We filmed it before then, but it got tied up in like a legal battle with the producers. Fuck. So I wrote it. And Aaron Paul, who I kind of like became buddies with from the movie because I didn't direct it, but I was lingering around the set and it was actually my first movie. So I was like excited just to be on the set. Yeah. Even though I was kind of feeling a vibe from like the, the money guy, like the producers, like what the fuck's the writer doing here? I didn't ask. Like I didn't ask. Cause, like, I just came to set. Can't, isn't that part of the deal, though? It is. And I was an executive producer on it, but I was feeling a little bit of a tense vibe from the, some people that were. Like, if it, the it, guy who wrote the movie shows up, that's cool. I would feel like if the guy who auditioned for a part <laughs> didn't even get a callback shows up, and he's like, it's right. cool to finally see uh, this come together. You're like, yeah. dude, you didn't even get a callback. What are you doing here? Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is the movie will eventually be a good piece, but it went through a lot of crazy shit where the producers got into a fight with each other, so it held up the movie. It should have been out before either of my movies, and I would have had a movie with Jeff Daniels and Aaron Paul, Which, but yeah. I saw Aaron Paul like a, like a couple months ago, and it's like at this point, it's been a few years since we shot it, and it's uncomfortable now. You know what I mean? Like It's like he's not really that cool with me. He oh, thinks it's like my fault. He's it's looking like, at you wondering like why it's not released yet. Yeah, and I'm thinking like, you know, hey, Paul, you know, I'm like, business. meanwhile, I'm the one that fucking got him in the movie. I saw him in Breaking Bad and called the producers who were going to hire Emil Hirsch and who's dope, too. Dope. But I was like, yo, you got to check out Aaron Paul in Breaking Bad. And that's how they got him. They ended up getting him. So I got him the fucking gig. You're in a Jeff Relax, Daniels Aaron. Movie. Chill out, dude. Relax, bro. Yeah. We'll write something. We'll do something later. <laughs> All right. I know I'm living in a one-bedroom apartment. But I got <laughs> shit going on. You see what's up on the notepads? Dude, you got a lot of notes. A lot of notes. I love notes. Do you? Are you an organized, when it comes to like your act, and all, are you an organized God, guy? I are feel you? like I'm organized to, for me. But I, you know, I, everything is electronic for me now because I lost a joke book once uh, about, I guess, five years in, which, damn, you know, I guess. That's like losing your computer as a comedian. For sure. And it's like everything was in there. Everything. Every thought. And I just put so much emphasis on like, not needing to, and, and you know, I guess, you know, definitely writing stuff out, you, I guess, can absorb it more. Right. Just photographic memory or just the feeling of writing out, whatever. But uh, it was devastating. And so I was like, I can't even try to go, like, if my mom had called me and been like, uh, 
your father and I are getting back together. Like, mom, I'm dealing with something right now. You got to call me back. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? That's heavy like, shit. Yeah. Isn't that was, weird, though? There is a connection from physically writing something down on a pad as to so. typing it. I mean, we're, we're in an age, obviously, now where you're typing all your shit and you're electronic. But you're typing everything. And you have no connection. You fi- I don't know. There's just a... A, vi- a tactile. I think it's what? a tactile sense. I don't know sense. what that is, but it sounds... Spot no, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. You know, it's, it's it's just another sense that you're more connected to. It's like when I write, when I'm writing, and I I just start furiously writing. Yeah, it's just coming out like heart and soul. Everything's on the coming pad. through that. Yeah, versus the just the punching of you're just you're tapping. You're just like it's almost Morse code, and every yeah. key is the same, even though the letters are different. Yeah. Oh, that was deep, <laughs> bro. Deep we just Jesus got Christ. deep. Should we end the podcast right now. Are you now? kidding? <laughs> Fucking mic drop. Should we hit the hot tub in my apartment? <laughs> Let's call uh, my neighbors. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, so I email, like, I always title things like new joke or new or whatever. And then it's either an idea or the whole thing or whatever. And then I email it to myself real quick. And that way I got it there. And then at the end of the night, like I'll do that throughout the day. And then at the end of the night, pretty much every day I will go through, you know, search it on my email, go through and organize all that into a document or another or a, or take all those and put it like, and then tie it, put it in another email and put like new jokes for the week or whatever. Now, do you do you have a photographic memory? Do you have a photograph? I think so. I mean, I memorize lines pretty well. Do you? And so that must be it, right? That's a gift. Like I that, remember- that's a gift, bro. It really is. I I don't have that at all. Yeah. So is your style like when you write new stuff? Do you work it out at home before you hit the stage, the open mic shit? Like, will you say it out loud or I practice do you- in the mirror? I get in a, I draw a warm bath and I. Pre- <laughs> Tr- you're right, the- well, if you're gonna laugh, no, no, no. this isn't the podcast. Keep going, for me. Trumbo. <laughs> I want to hear this. No, I, I want to uh, know your style. I, um, God, I mean, I, I try to. I don't just straight up. I have to have some base of an idea and have it somewhat worked out on stage. I can't just get up there. I've tried sometimes where I just have a nugget of an idea, and sometimes I will stay completely in the pocket and say the whole thing. But that ha- that more has to happen organically. Like I was just in West Palm Beach, the Improv uh, this weekend. You ever done it? Yeah, I have done it. Dope. Right? I got, it's a dope club. Yeah. I've done it a bunch Big, of times. Awesome. Yeah, it's where got I got that copper blue right yeah, there. Yeah, I got jumped at that bar. Next right, door. Put, put a pin story. in that story. Put a pin in it. That is way more but interesting. Great than my club. process, but, but I want to hear your process. All right. So, uh, so like you know, I had a few things. The crowd on one of these shows was so great that. I mean, I was just adding so many tags, and there were a few things I was so locked in on that I just went on for a little bit. And I guess I just had more confidence and trust to just talk it out. But it's almost yeah. like I wasn't even thinking because yep. whatever was happening, it was coming out, and it was coming out written, you know. But then there's times where I'll go up there. So I'm sure the crowd and the energy had something to do with it because then there's times I'll do, a, a you know, like the West Side Comedy Theater, maybe 15 people, and I'll go up there and I'll be like, just, you know, try to riff on that one thing. But it's like I need... Energy you know, from the crowd, maybe, or yeah, just or, a different and mindset. I just need more. I need to have more than just like a, a one sentence part of the joke. Like it's got to have a beginning, middle, and end for me. And then you know to at least expand on. Uh, at least I have to have somewhat of a map of even just one joke of where the joke's going. Yeah, you can't just right. You can't just. But have that, that being said, I love like I'll, I do a you know in an hour set. There's probably fifteen to twenty minutes of crowd work um, every time, just for myself for it to be different, and because I've. I feel like I've gotten pretty good at it to where it's um, uh, it's a way to, you know, just have the hour be different so I'm not another white guy doing all an hour of jokes. Also, right. when I watch comedy, I don't – I think uh, when I started watching guys like Harlan Williams or, or um, uh, Bobby Lee or just uh, guys that I like that wouldn't just do jokes the whole time. And right. I was like, Talk oh, cool, that's – I like that as an audience member. 
So that's what I want to do because I feel like that's more enjoyable. Do you map out where you're going to place your audience stuff? Like, are you first no. 10 minutes audience? No way. That, that, no. It's always, always different in news. I mean, that like on one of the shows, it was the first 10 minutes that they, well, shit, like somebody brought up, I did maybe two jokes, and then a woman walks all the way up to the front of the stage with a prosthetic leg. That will shake you up. Like a prosthetic, she walked all the way at Beeline, and at first I thought it was a giant, like, like European goblet. Like, I just saw the bowl. <laughs> Like the bowl part that looks like that you attach to the, yeah. and then I and then she holds it up higher because the stage is pretty high off the where the seats are, and then there was a, a metal peg and a rod and a shoe, like a little old school New Balance like, yeah, like guy just been through the woods it looked yeah. dirty like you know, and, uh, and she I was, was like, carrying it she held, she brought it up to me like and she held it up and she's below me so she hands me and I just pause and I go, what the fuck are you doing, <laughs> just Sebastian style yeah. and then she. She just goes here and everybody starts laughing. And I started to like, I was like, I got so many questions. Like I go, where did you, first of all, where did you get this foot? And she's like, outside the bathroom. I go, so somebody's trapped in the bathroom right now? You know, like <laughs> you took away someone's transportation. Yeah. Then we started going through and figuring out who it was. It was this guy in the back. And then I'm like, well, I would ask you to come get it, sir. But that's a dick move on my part. Like we'll find somebody to bring it to you. And uh, dude, that was probably 20 minutes. And that was right off the bat. And it was, How it, great it ended is that? up being awesome. And then people afterwards are like, that was a plant, right? You bring that guy with you? Which I guess you take as a compliment, but also you're like, how fucking stupid are you to think I would plant somebody to bring a prosthetic leg? That's a heavy moment. So you can't plan for it. So that no. was, you know, but there's certain jokes I think I bring up where I do want to, like, I talk to the audience. Like, if I'm talking about relationship stuff or, uh, or uh, you know, pot stuff. Sometimes I'll ask, like, what people like to do when they smoke to segue into some stuff. Yeah. And sometimes that, you know, so there's moments where I do know I'm going to, like, talk. But also the the best stuff just happens from, you know. Spur of the moment. Yeah, in like, the cut. Being he, in the cut. I mean, I also I used to watch Greg Gerardo a lot. Um, and he, like. Uh, Big I, fan of his. Dude, I, he, he was, was badass. He was gangster. He was the best. He was brilliant. And the fact that no people doubt. only just, you know hold him up to that uh um the fact that he was like a roast it's like so it's like a criminal man yeah no suppose well he was a he was i think he was a lawyer was. i think he went to harvard yeah he was too smart for this yeah he was too smart yeah and uh and he was uh i was hosting for him at the irvine improv and i get off stage and and i was wearing like this backwards hat and this like checkered short sleeve shirt and he goes give it up for adam everybody Dressed up like a fucking nine-year-old for my shows. Thanks a lot, buddy. This is a big weekend for me. You know, whatever. <laughs> and I was just like, that was the best. And then he just like, any little peep of a weird laugh or somebody would say something after a joke, he like acknowledged, I think it's a blessing and a curse to like, he would stop his flow and acknowledge any little thing. But so much great shit would come of, you know, it was definitely like a little ADD, but I feel like sometimes I do that. And you have, you know, you have a choice. You can, if you hear some glass break or a person cough weird you can ignore it right because no one's gonna t people might have heard it but if you literally two seconds later no one knows it happened yep and sometimes yeah. i will acknowledge it like that and i'm like oh, you just killed your whole flow over a fucking weird sneeze or a glass breaking like just yeah but i think that's probably your style your yeah. style is to pay attention while you're on stage be in the cut be and present. if your style yeah be being fully present you know what i mean not everybody's style is that i'm more of i'll stick to my i'll stick to my act and unless something really blows out that like moves the crowd i won't acknowledge it but that's Have you, had to, like, you know throw people out of her or 
I can't yeah. see you ever losing your cool. And I even never if you have did, lost I feel my like cool. You're so goddamn likable that people are always on your side, regardless of you giving. Because I try to give people a chance sometimes. Like if there's a loud, obnoxious wedding party, I'll give them a chance. There are these six girls in the front. At one point, I just go. You guys are just the worst. I go, and then one of them who's the ringleader, I go, but I bet you're an animal in bed. And then I go, I bet you do weird shit. Like, you're on top of the guy, and then you pull out a hula hoop, and you're like, ever been fucked with a hula hoop? And, she, and then she started eyeing me down, like, and then getting real flirty, waited for me outside after the show, hammered, uh, chased me into the copper blue. It's a whole other thing. That's I know uh, you had a road story in West Palm. It's, <laughs> it's impossible to go to West Palm and come out of there with absolutely no story. It is kind of a bad It's shit impossible. Show. Yeah. It's a culmination. The West Palm Improv is a great club, but it is in a weird-ass place. It's in the City Center Mall, which city brings place. City Place. Right, City it's Place. It's like a grove. It's like a strip of – it's like – The wealthiest people and the poorest people yeah. all come together to hate each other. <laughs> you know all over mean? a turkey burger and an L.A. fitness. Yo, no shit. <laughs> Just wind sprinting to fucking poor – the poor house. It's a weird place. Yeah. But I know you got some stories on there. For out there. sure. I mean, but so you don't kick people out. I have not kicked people out. I've like I've I've worked. You know, I I was on the road opening for Joe for a long time. Like Rogan, Rogan for like like eight, nine, ten years ago. Rogan took me on the road. He was the first dude to take me on the road, and he would assassinate people like like they would just never fighter in him, right? Well, and just yeah, he would just take them out. Yeah, you know what I mean, and be like, now you got to get the fuck out. My style was more like I want to just put this dude in his place. And make him feel conf- almost like confused, but at the end he feels okay, and I buried him. I want to bury you, but keep you in the room. Yeah. The only, I don't think I ever really had to throw someone out or get crazy. Although one time at the comedy store, this dude was, he must have been like getting jealous or some shit because he was with his girl and she kept talking to me, and he actually stood up. And like was kind of starting to walk towards the stage a little bit. What? And I was kind of young and green. And I just, I kind of got, I lost it basically. Yeah. I, I was like, I'll give you $500 to fight me in the alley. <laughs> that, that was my comeback. I had no intelligent comeback. I had no, I had no, nothing to say. I just was going straight to Detroit Mike. Let's fight. And I'm going to pay you to fight. <laughs> like literally that was my comeback. You wanted it. I wanted it, but thank God nothing happened. Nothing happened. But people don't know, man. Comedy, that's where, you know, that's kind of like where the seed of a stand-up guy came from. Comedy's fucking hardcore. You know, and you've been, and you're on the road, man, and you're doing the real road. You are, I mean, you've done, you're doing great gigs all over the country, but you are still a lone soul out there in the world. How do you... How do you deal with being in a like you know you don't know people in every single city? Yeah. What's your style when you come in? You don't try to be like you know you try not to make too much noise before you get on stage. Totally. You don't want to get you know create a you know you don't want to create tension before you do your show. Right. Do you lay? Are you a lay low? Yeah. Hotel so guy. Like, yeah. So you're saying like yeah, don't try to create too many new relationships that could possibly sour your uh, your vibe before you hit the stage. Yeah, I mean, some comics go on the road, they go right to the hotel, they don't come out till the show, they go back to the hotel. That's like an, a tell style. Like, yeah. he just goes in, he writes it in depends. the cave, doesn't come out. What's your style? I mean, like, I usually am pretty sleep-deprived when I get to the weekend, so it's like I try to take one of those days to catch up on sleep, but I had to do, I mean, shit, I landed at, like, 
six on Thursday, and I had to immediately do, you know, the um, Hyundai voiceover stuff. So I had to do that from my hotel. So I'm screaming from my hotel room with a towel over my head, like, get an all-new Hyundai Sonata with 0.9% APR and all that bullshit. What and a great the, job. The maid uh, comes in the next moment. She was like, your TV was super loud. You were watching. <laughs> I was like, no, that was, that was me, baby. And, uh, and she um, – and so then I had to do that for a couple hours and then um, and then some other stuff. And then by that time, it's like, I don't know, uh, 10. Then I went and saw a movie and then uh, got back by like 1230 and then got up early for press and then just stayed up all day. So then I was just like even more tired. So then I slept all day Saturday, went to the beach. Oh, I brought Jay Davis with me because nice. he's from there. And usually, God bless Jay Davis. God bless man. Jay Davis. Love Jay Davis. From from there, wanted to, you know, he's put me on so many shows over the years. I was like, it's the least I can do. They had to bump somebody so he could come out, but I like really pushed forward because I was like, man, he's from here. Like, had buddies come out. It was awesome. You're a mensch, and, bro. Uh, by yeah, the way, was, I mean, that's you know, a good he's, move. He's a good dude. He had a blast. And uh, but I mean, usually I I do like to go out and see certain cities. I mean, you know, like going to Boston in a couple weeks, and I'm flying my mom out to hang out for a couple days, and I'll. And that'll give me an excuse, too, to try to do some touristy shit. But that's a cool city that I've been to a bunch. West Palm, I was like, I guess I could go to the beach. But I also didn't really care. The Hilton that I was at, I had a cool pool. I went out there for a couple hours one day. Right. But I do like to kind of, I don't know, keep to myself. The show is so... Energy intensive. Yeah. And, like, you know, once I started headlining, it was like I got much more cognizant of like needing to be rested for that so that i'm not just slamming a red bull and going up on you know fake energy and like just having my wits about me and 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 then i do like to go out and, and hang out after but uh um also sometimes you meet locals that are just you go out with because they're the only ones that are around that seem cool enough to hang and buy you some drinks but then after a while like there's but you know then you meet up with them after the second show and they're hammered so that, you know, or then There's I had a whole psychology. That, Absolutely. Yeah. Then I had some people from my high school that I didn't know lived there that came out. And so then I, they were so sweet and supportive. So I was like, yeah, I'll go get a drink with them. Next thing you know, it was like six drinks. And then I went to go meet up with Jay and his friends 30 minutes away at some dive bar near the beach. Right. I ended up getting, you know, pizza late night and then, you know, talking about Hitler. And it was just like, <laughs> it was just a weird, you know, a weird Palm hashtag Palm Beach. And, uh, but it just depends on the city. And if I can bring a buddy, I will try to always, that makes me go out. Right. Like, uh, you know, in, in like Brad, uh, who I do my podcast with Brad Williams, when we would, uh, when I would open for him, we would always go do something during the day because right. it was the p purpose of him bringing me was to hang out. Like, yep. then you need your time a little bit to do your own thing. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Take me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. So funny. I remember when I opened for a tell a few times. And I, did you guys kick it? Yeah, we kicked it, but not a lot. And I used to, I was like, I'm like, and I remember thinking, watching him going, this guy's a fucking genius. And I would, I remember watching his act and I'd be calling my boys in Detroit and going, you got to hear what this guy says. You And I would be quoting his he jokes. He wasn't tell yet. He was, I mean, he was, uh, he was like underground legend. Wow. But he hadn't done Insomniac yet. Wow. This is pre-Insomniac. And we did like seven shows in Sacramento. And it was just, I, was, I just remember watching him. But, and I'm like a kid in a candy store on the road. So I'm thinking like, I'm going to go out every night. I'm going to go out in the day. Yeah. I don't know. But I was kept bothering Attell. And I was like, what do you, the, do you, you don't want to go see a movie? I was like, I was like a kid. I was like a Shanghai fan. Shanghai Nights you know, got re-released. You You're know, not trying to go see that? You don't want to come? There's like a dome theater right here. <laughs> I was like, what do you do all day? And he's like, I write all day 
and that stuck with me. And he just was always in the hotel, and that's why Atel was always coming up with fucking just Amazing. new the next shit. Night, would he new do, shit. He do new shit every night. Yeah, he would do like the same, but then like five new jokes. And I'm like, okay, I that's need to pump the brakes amazing. here with my socializing, and get back yeah. into the cave. And I feel like that kind of mentality is like, it's not the healthiest because like. I mean, you know, just it's not healthy to just be in a room in a no, cave there, all day. You, finding that balance is what's so. There's so many parts of this business that that aren't taught or really discussed or shared unless you befriend somebody that's older and more experienced than you, or that you can get an opportunity to be with on the road that can say something like that to you unintentionally that resonates, but like that you can just pick up little nuggets along the way because. I mean, the balance of you have to live a life worth writing about, obviously, right? Yep. So well but, put, by but, the way, well put. I, I mean, like that. <laughs> Seriously, like, live a life worth writing about. But, I love that. But staying inside and writing is like on sometimes and not going out is the right move. But also, like, who knows what he would have gotten out by going to see a movie with you? Like, who knows? Yeah. What, like, the, sometimes, like when I hear uh, for Louis C.K. talk about uh, something that resonated with with me that I try to apply is when he fe- felt himself on stage, like maybe like being apprehensive about trying a new joke or continuing down a path that he wasn't totally sure about. He always tries to go as soon as he feels himself going like, don't he pushes through and does it just to see what could come from that. Being uncomfortable. It's, I guess it's just like it, staying in the pocket or whatever is when people say that, like, and so, uh, like who knows what a tell could have, if he'd gone to the movie, like what he would have gone seen. to the movie with me, Dave. <laughs> It's just a movie for well, a first fan. First of all, you missed out on a great friendship. I mean, come from on. really blossoming to the next level. No, yeah, you I'm share so, popcorn. I'm, you pick up the, the sodas. I'm still calling a tell. <laughs> Dave, please call me back. From the same city. Why aren't you coming to this movie? Yo, I never lose that, like, enthusiasm. I never lose that, like, yeah. Do you love stand-up? I'm, like up a, as, I'm still a fan of yeah. people. Like, I'm a real fan of people. You so have to I don't, be. What I is just the really point of doing this if you can't? I'm, like, nervous. Like, I fucking did the improv show with Apatow, and I've, like, never really talked to him for more than, like, 10 seconds. But I'm, like, I kind of, like, was, like, lingering around like a fucking lame duck, and I wanted to go up to him and go, like, hey, bro, I read your book. I fucking, I love freaks and geeks. I I see you're so disciplined. What's your secret? You know what I mean? But, of course, I didn't. I was, like, yeah, what should I say about you when I bring you up? Like, what the fuck? What, what should I say about you? Maybe I should just open up your IMDb page and put it on the video screen behind me. What do you mean, what do I say about you? Oh, shit. You know what I mean? But also, too, wait, this was when? This is, like, four months ago at the improv. We, we were both on the same bill. So I was, like, but I don't know, man. I don't know also, why that is. It's so like weird. A, also, you being, like, a bona fide filmmaker now, too, you got to be, like, there's got to be a lot of stuff that you – would love to sit down and just straight up like pick straight his brain up. from the directing world, right? Straight up want to pick his brain, like want to have a talk with Apatow. And and I, well, I've actually, you know, I study the game. So I've like watched him on like every show. Anytime there's any document, any kind of documentary thing or I've watched like videos of him on set. And I, I actually took something from him. I took a nugget. I saw him. Have you done a movie with him yet? No. Have you worked with him Fig. at all? Just Paul Feig, no. Okay. I mean, Apatow... Uh Paul Feig's incredible, too. But I, but I was watching Apatow, and from set, in his chair, he was, you know, yelling out jokes. You know what I mean? He was on, on a microphone. He's like, try this, and throwing a joke. Paul try this. the same thing, yeah. Yeah, and my, you know, I didn't know that. I'm, my man is a loser. Yeah. I had no idea that you could, like, hold. I was so under pressure. You were just like, thinking, we got to get what's written, and then if they improv, improvise in the moment. But Yeah, but nobody even told me that you can hold. I didn't even know about holding. Wow. That's how rookie I was. I was like straight cut. 
And you know what I mean? I was scared to like, I just was intimidated. Yeah. But when I saw him do that, I did it on the next film and I took that from Apatow and I just was like, hold, try this, this, this. And it just, it's just, I love that I, you know, that you can learn yeah. just from, from these dudes and just taking nuggets all over the place. Are there guys that you, um, I mean, like when you, Saget too, I mean, I'm sure like you were a fan of his before you started becoming chums and working with him all the totally. time. Totally. Yeah. I mean, Bob's got a totally different style, you know what I mean, of comedy. Yeah. So he's got a brain that I could never really, like I, I there's nothing I could take from him because his brain operates differently. He's got a comment, a running commentary that just is his fire stop, yeah. at all times. Yeah. Well, no matter what you say, he can come back with fire, and it's just that's just his thing. And it's like, you know, I take from him like in the live shows, do a little more crowd work for myself, be a little more comfortable up there. But you know, he's got a style that I couldn't even replicator does he hang do you guys go out after yeah yeah, yeah. we always do yeah. we always do you know what i mean i'm always on the prowl yeah so we'll do like the after the after the gig sip some drinks i'll yeah. sip don julio he'll you know talk Push about going out and then he'll hit a wall <laughs> he'll hit a wall at midnight and that's when i just start looking around the lobby bar <laughs> to see you know what i mean what's going on at this see what's Marriott going on san jose well, it's different, man. You know, we're you're you're single yeah. on the road. Yeah. I'm single on the road. So like single on the road and is by the different. Way, it is. And I mean, I've done it. Well, when I just started featuring is I still had a girlfriend and that was tough because tough. that middle spot is just the best. And also I hadn't done it. And now so I'm just knowing that there's other people not in where I live or where I'm from. Like there's people in Kansas City. Yeah. Who also like to have a good time. Yeah. Who are going to love night. your set. We're going to love your set. And because you're middling, it's going to guaranteed be a hot set because they don't know. They're like, you were funnier than the headliner. Jesus. It's like, yeah, I only had yeah. to do 19 minutes. Yeah. And I did 14. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I cut that shit short every uh, show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, my thing now too is what I try to, and I was telling you this too about just observing from, from uh, the cool dudes that I'm fortunate enough to be surrounded by that just play it cool. Like I... I've noticed, like, uh, like I was in Denver at the Comedy Works, and I, I had a buddy, and we met up, and we all went out, and and he, um, a girlfriend of mine who uh, from high school lived out there, was talking about this guy she was talking to at a bar a few nights prior, and she's like, yeah, like we talked for like ten minutes, and then I gave him my number because he's seen whatever, like fine, and just like hey, maybe, like you know, she's like, I was like, do you girls just like give it out even like she's like yeah, sometimes just to get him to go away. I go give him a different number. She goes, I know, but like. I'm like, nah, you just you, you also wanted maybe the possibility of just something crazy happening one night. Yeah. She's like, I guess. And she goes, he texted me that night and said, what are you doing? They had talked for maybe 10 minutes. He said, what are you doing right now? Come over, let's smoke a joint and take a bubble bath. I mean, and, and I go, hey, fuck hey I dude, stealing my move. No. <laughs> uh, I was like, and she was like, I was so disgusted by that. I go, guys got to stop. There's a lot of good dudes out there, but there's a handful of dudes that are fucking it up for the rest of us who keep trying to throw the Hail Mary on first down that are just like bubble bath and joint 10 minutes in. Take dude. bubble bath out of your fucking vocabulary, A. Eh? <laughs> you, know I mean? you know what I mean? Take it out. Don't ever say bubble bath ever. Oh, Jesus. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ever, unless you have kids and they're in a bubble bath. But, yeah, I know what you mean. Dudes are desperate. But just there's going, desperate it's like dudes you got to put in a little bit of work like – this dude's just like, maybe we take an Uber. Maybe we fuck in that Uber before we even get to the movie. I mean, it's just like the guy that's thinking that I just got to try to score immediately and not put in any sort of, you know, foreplay conversation or, 
you know, even if your text game is bad, at least get some sort of a, I mean, but I guess that works for some people, so that's why they. If you're, no, it, it's like, I don't think it rare, I don't think it ever works. I think when you meet a girl like that and you get the number, I think you're already knowing, at least life on the road with, you know, with how the road is. Like, you know if a girl wants to connect that night. Yes. You already know. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's going to go, I'm going to take my friends home. I'll see you back at the hotel. You yeah. know, it's going to be, it's already on. You yeah. don't have to throw that out there. But, yeah, you're looking lame, buddy, when you're meeting a girl that you think you want to connect with and you throw out bubble bath tonight with a joint. <laughs> Come over now. You're a fucking short-term date rapist. Yeah. And you, <laughs> of course, you, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Yeah. I mean, have you... You know what's so funny? It's like I thought about that too, and then she was like, "She's like, I mean, I don't. She's like, I don't even think I'd take a bath with a guy unless I was like, we were fucked up on ecstasy." And I was like, "All right, well, that seems a little like extreme." <laughs> right, like, right. She might go over there. Yeah, I mean, I've thought. I mean, I've the only time I think I've actually ever taken a bath with a girl was a girlfriend of mine, and it was it almost kind of scarred me because we were like having some like issues, and we were in Colorado with another couple friend of mine, and we were going to see the Dave Matthews Band at Red Rocks. Oh, wow. And we were in Vail, staying at their place first for a couple of days, and then we drove into Red Rocks. That's like a wealthy adult vacation. They got some coin. Hell yeah. Yeah. They're swimming in the vault, Scrooge McDuck style. Like, yeah. it's too That's m- real shit. And they've got people to dry you off from the fucking lead poisoning that you got after you swim in the change. Right. A lot of money. So, staying at this gorgeous place. We go up to the room. It's super nice. And I guess the bathtub was so presentable that she was like, let's take a and I was like, I'm all in. Never. I haven't done this since I was six. And <laughs> I don't remember there being, um, you know. The jets, jets in the bath. And great tits and everything that there is. There was not when I was doing this last time. No. And so uh, so she, we get in there. And at one point, she does the thing where, you know, she sits under the faucet and goes, you know, watch, watch me. Like, let the... You know, watch the water. Watch do, the water. Do what you could be doing. What you could be doing. Yeah. Watch water replace you right now. For sure. Yeah. Hey, dude, I don't know if I got jealous of the water or just <laughs> uncomfortable. It was a combo of also, I was what, 20, 20 or 22. Definitely not comfortable enough to be in a bath and be doing this. Yeah. I yeah. thought I would, but also, you just, at that stage where you're just like, oh man, like I'm starting to come into my own. I'm, everything's cool. I'm down with whatever. Do you want to fucking. Fuck in that Starbucks bathroom? Hell yeah. Let, yeah. Let's leave the door open a little bit. You want to think you're that cool, yeah. but I wasn't that cool yet. Uh-huh. And so she starts doing it, and I remember like she's looking at me, and then she looked at me with the eyes of like, you need to start commenting on what's happening. So I remember she looked at me, and I just go, fuck yeah. That's what I said <laughs> first. And then, and then I heard myself say that and was like, definitely got to follow it up with something cooler. Don't like the way you said that. It's pervy and rapey. And then she goes... She starts, you know, moaning or whatever. And I was like, I go, I go, yeah, that looks great or something like, or, you know, and then I said that water look, I go, oh, that's hot. And then like the water, then there was like a lot of steam coming from it. So then in my head, I'm like, it actually looks way too hot, babe, fucking turn it, turn the sea, turn the sea a little bit. And then, and then I was just like, I wish I was like a cool guy would have seen that and been like. You know, yeah, like that water. Yeah, Picture you that like being, that water. You like that water. You yeah. wish it was a dick, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Look at that dick water. You wish. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at that dick water. Yeah, dude. See, but I couldn't come up with something like that, so I just. And then she just was like, she was like, "Do you even want to, me to do this?" Like then she just she shut it down because I wasn't like 
I guess making her feel. How know, old was she? Your age? Yeah, we were both. I guess it was twenty. I think it was twenty-two. And so then I'm like, so one. And then at one point, I felt like. And to be quite honest, it wasn't. I don't know what I thought it was going to be, but I was like, I'd rather us go fuck on the balcony right now. I'd rather us go do it. Like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Like, the positioning, I'm crunching the back of the tub. At one point, You're I was sweating. like, I should start jerking off. So I'm like fucking huddled in the corner. Like, you know, like I just like, you know. Bathtub sex, shower sex is all overrated, if you ask me. At I least mean, for me, a dude. I'm like a easy, I get hot easily. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm a temperature guy. I don't like to be hot. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, all your fun I'm about a temperature we're gonna, guy. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to be in the shower. Just take a shower. I'll meet you in the you bedroom. Wanna, I'm not, I've done it. It's fun for yeah. a minute because you could say you did it. There's been but times the, I've truth spent, be told, like, and also just way too long in the shower. Yeah. You're going to fucking pass out. Yeah. No. And, you, and do you want to kill the momentum and the, uh, you know, the, the moment by being like, you know, we got to just adjusting the knobs to find the right temperature. To right temperature. To? Right. And the healthy shit is you'll, you'll, you'll have better sex if it's actually cold water yeah. because it's helping the circulation. Yep. Hot water, you're dying. Well, this is this yeah. would have been great news for me yeah. 15 years ago. I would have I would have been right there. I would have been the voice on your shoulder. <laughs> Turn it to the cold. Turn it to cold. We don't say it's like, all overrated. God, it it really. But but again, like I mean, I'm sure you remember being in that position where you're just like, I gotta go. She was driving the ship sexually, and I was just like, I had to fucking you know. You had, yeah, you were supposed to step up with some cool verbiage, and you didn't have the words to come through. To this to day, through. I've done some wild shit, but to this day, I'm not a great talker. Yeah. Like when a girl say something, talk to, I don't have. Art. I don't know. It is an art. It's like some attitude you got to have going on. That like it's a, connects it's a different to your persona. Voice. You think just because you're cool per- on stage, you're gonna be that cool. like, and you are cool off stage. But then, I mean, there's like there's on stage, there's off stage, and then there's behind closed doors, and that's for everybody. That's a different person. Totally. And I gotta find who that. I mean, I'm. I think I'm the same in all rooms. <laughs> you are. I think I am because recently I was with a girl, and she's like, "Talk to me, say so," and I'm like. I got nothing to really say. I'm yeah. loving this. If we don't say anything, I'm just as good. Yeah. Like, it's never bad. Like, it's it's never... Just put on some Pandora and let Phil Collins take it from here. Yeah. I got fucking old. I got Al Green in the background. Do you know who that Can't is? Can't do the talking. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're 26. You don't even know who Al Green is. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll throw Luther Vandross on and you won't even know what the fuck's happening. You let bummer. Luther talk. What a bummer that some girls just have no clue. Who those that, guys are isn't that unbelievable it a is. lot of them don't a lot of them don't and you would think that they would just be schooled in like the greatest slow jams or like but i still and i've put that shit on i've put it on here i've thrown some like no I, I don't have like a go-to tra- yeah. any songs but like i will throw on marvin gay because i love that shit yeah. and i grew up in you know detroit that's what we listen to yeah. you know what I, mean? I slow dance my way into adulthood <laughs> You know, what I mean? you know what I mean? So, but I'll put that on, and it's like so many times a girl was like, "What is that? Turn that on. What is that? Do you have any like Bieber or like, like Kendrick Lamar, or- whatever? Like, <laughs> you need to fuck. Maybe I just maybe we just need to date older chicks, but like, they don't know what's up. No, they don't know what's up. They need a Marvin Gaye remix. Yeah, you know what I mean? Throw on some fucking. Is there a cutoff for you, age wise? <sighs> is there a cutoff age wise, man? I don't even think I have any rules on anything. Yes, yeah, I've seen way to be. I've seen a smoking hot fifty year old, and I've seen you know twenty six year old that I'm you know I've been hanging out with, and I don't have like an age a number thing in my head. It's yeah. just a maturity thing, a sexy thing. 
I do think that some of the, you know, I, I do need an older girl. I've been dating. I don't know where, where, where your dating status is. I think you're in your, I think the girls you're with are mid twenties. I've seen a couple of pictures of your girls. You know what I mean? The mid twenty, later twenty. But you don't seem like you're afraid of hopping over the fence to a thirty-eight year old, forty-two year old. Not at all. Yeah. No, you're down with that. You're it, again, like you said, it's like if the other factors aren't li- like cool, sexy, fun, sensible, mature, like. But also, you don't have to be so much. You don't have to. You have your shit together, but you don't gotta be. You can still. Hey, we can have you know, normal conversations about, like, how tough the world is. You know, yeah. I don't need you to have it all figured out. Yeah. Because nobody does. So even if you're acting like you do, you don't. Yeah. No, no one's got to figure it out. No one's got to figure it out. How can you? <sighs> Not in this business. You Jesus. know what I mean? No, but for real. But you kind of do. Cool. You made I pr- three movies. I pretty much got it figured out. Yeah, dude. Come on. Do I? I don't know what the fuck, man. Sometimes I don't feel like... with Leo. You got to figure it <laughs> out. I don't feel like I know anything. Last night, I'm like at goal watching sports. One of my boys came up to me. He's like, man, you've been a real inspiration to me. I'm like, man, you got to get better inspiration. <laughs> no way, <laughs> man. But that's what. But but that's why you are inspiring to him because you're not walking around like you are that. You know, you're doing yeah. your thing and he's seeing, you know. Like this this girl who works at Goal, and I've been going to Goal for six years or five years since they opened, and she's like, "What do you do?" I'm like, "I'm like, yo, I gotta start fucking saying more things. I gotta start. I gotta walk in with the wraps. I keep it under wraps, but I don't keep it under wraps. But like, I don't know, man. What do you mean? Like, just bring. Maybe I should have. Yeah, like maybe I should brag about a couple things. Like, I don't know. Sure, it's not my style. She's like, you never told me what you did. I'm like, I don't know. What's your name? You know what I mean? You've been my my waitress for five years. I I never got your name. I don't know, but my but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what is in. The, you just want to keep working. Yeah. You know what I mean? Would you, were the you watching the game last night? Hell yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. It's so funny how one game can change your whole attitude towards Kobe. Because I never liked Kobe's personality. Never. I never gave a fuck about him. I love Magic Johnson. I love fucking Isaiah. I'm You're old school. I'm a Pistons through. guy through and through. You know what I mean? I respect people's games. I don't jock athletes. Yeah. I just don't jock them. I don't yeah. give a fuck. It's like they're, they're, you know what I mean. Are you coming to my show? I'm, are you are you jock? Are you you know what I mean? But what if Kobe came to your show and was a huge fan and then went to kick it? Then we're friends, and I love Kobe <laughs> to death. I love Kobe. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean. Like For we're sure. such a society of like everyone jocks these athletes. And so like, you were yes. only watching the game because it was uh, it was on, and I knew so it was an event. It was totally. cool, and I got to give him respect on his discipline level. And it's just he's next level discipline. He is, and he's an assassin. And so. That's what is great about sports too. That there can be these games and events that are such fun social things. Like there's so many games all the time that you that just come and go. But it's like. The magnitude of that game, too, for, I mean, 20 years to be that. Only really, I guess, a season was he terrible. Yeah. That's insane. Insane. The amount of games, moments. I mean, like, and then you hear all these stories, too, that come out. It's, I mean, God, I feel like I work pretty hard. But then I hear, like, the stories. And, you know, people make sports and entertainment business analogies all the time about, you know, the hours to put in or you know, like for us doing stand up, it's like go. You know, it's like going into the gym and practicing your jump. Sh- you know, it's like your it's real reps and just all this shit. There's a lot of similarities, but when I hear that, you know how he studies game tape all the time, or when he met Pal Gasol and Pal the day he flew to L.A., Kobe showed up to his house at 1:30 and was like, "Here's how we win in championships." It was like, "What the fuck, dude?" Did you I see that sh- documentary? Is that what you're talking I've about? Seen, I just heard that on an interview, but I've seen okay. that Kobe documentary. I mean. 
I get to the point where I YouTube. If you know, if I'm feeling really down, I'll YouTube some old Sonics highlights. Uh, Gary Payton. I mean, you're just the you're glove. Stark. Dude, the glove. You're talking Rain Man highlights. There's a great top ten Sean Kemp dunk package yep. that somebody's put together. <laughs> there's a there's a great you know, a condensed clip of the 96 Western Conference Finals against the Jazz that sent us to the, you know. Uh, you had a run. You had a run. I was a, I, I was a Seattle fan back in the day. Had Sean Kemp not been traded uh, in 1998, we would have um, we would have gone back and won because then Jordan was done after that, and it was it was open for business. Yeah, I mean, it was who, open. Who took it after that? Like, it was like the Spurs and shit, wasn't it? Who still owns Seattle? Who owns Seattle? Was it Sean Steve Allen? Gone. I no, mean, was, uh, who, who owned them back in the day? Was it Steve? Or was Paul, it, Allen. Paul Allen. No, he owns the uh, Seahawks. Wait. See, Paul owns the Seahawks and the Blazers. Okay. Yeah. So he was all about that Clyde Drexler life. He didn't give a fuck about the Rain Man. Gary Payton, they said he was the best defender anybody ever went up against. Come He'd on. Just, yeah. he, he would just pick your pocket. I saw him there last night hugging Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, man. I, I saw the Kobe documentary, and I, that is what I took from it. I was like, I am a lazy-ass right? motherfucker. I'm like, how this guy But he wants to is, be the best. You and I, want to. we want to work. We want to be great. <laughs> no, but some part of you don't. Like, isn't there some? Because you're an athlete. You play sport. I played ball with yeah. you. You're an athlete. Yeah. I was surprised by the solid game you had. You know what I mean? Yeah, you pushed two people down on the first time you ever <laughs> no, came to the game, and you didn't get asked back. But so what? I love the competitive <laughs> spirit. I'm glad we brought you down. I when I heard Jerry. Adam Ray was coming, I was all in. Dude, we didn't get on the same team, which was a huge bummer. Yeah. Because we would have done some serious damage. You had a silky smooth game with crafty passing. You Slow-footed, as always. You I thread am. the needle. Yeah, but slow-footed, I guess, but it's deceiving. Yeah. Because, like, you're, you're a jab step comes out of nowhere from you. Yeah. I appreciate I, I got that. Sh- I didn't shove people down. I body up in the post. Uh, <laughs> now I got to defend myself on this real quick. Well, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say, I get a call from Jerry. Jerry Ferrara calls. He goes, yo, your boy Adam Ray's coming. Adam's coming? Yo, I invited him. He's coming down to basketball. All right, cool. And, you know, you don't know how people are going to mix. You oh, don't even know Jerry if Jerry and I have kicked it only a handful of times at this point. Yeah, and I don't even know if you can if you can play at all. I have yeah. no idea what to expect. But you're just pumped because you're like, I like his energy. Yeah, my boy Adam Ray is a good dude, funny dude. <laughs> yeah. He's coming down. Yeah. I don't, what's he going to wear? Is he going to wear a sweatshirt? <laughs> is Adam Ray coming out in a tank? What the fuck does yeah. Adam Ray wear sure. in men's league basketball? Seattle Storm shorts. You know what like, I mean? Is he rocking a WNBA headband? Yo, and here came Adam Ray with real skills to play basketball. Like you knew. I wanted to go pro. You dude. played organized ball. Oh, dude, all you through set, high school. What, you Intermules was at, with USC players. I mean, like, dude, I wanted to go. If I had not been – if I had been taller than one. Uh, I would have, because you have to be, have amazing ball handling skills. I was the tallest kid uh, in sixth grade, right? I was yep. like, I mean, just the tallest. Yeah. And I was fat, so I was, but I was quick fat. I was one of these fat kids that defies the laws of gravity. I, love, right? I, I know those kids. He's not. I'm not going to be slower than these other kids, but I'm also not going to not slam four donuts pregame. Okay. Right. Coach called me Krispy Kreme Abdul-Jabbar, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, that's a compliment, and also that's going to make me work harder because I can see where you're putting me down in that. But. uh yeah, it was like... What age did you slim down right after that? Seventh grade. Seventh just grade. Just dropped like 35 in right. the summer. Because right. it was all eating. It was yeah. like, I was so active. You just, dude, you can't double fist Pop-Tarts while watching Tailspin. Right, no. I mean, you can. You're just have to, going to have to deal with the consequences. But you loved hoops. Was that? You loved hoops. Hoops was it. And I was like, dude, I literally would... Larry Bird and Barkley were my favorite players. Magic. I would shoot threes outside all day long. Just like after school and shit. So I had this fucking three. And I had a post game. 
what are you talking about, dude? That's unheard of. Yeah, and a I'm Jewish with kid a- with a big ass <laughs> who had low post game. Fuck people up in the post. And then, you know, got to high school and, and peaked out at 6'1", and it's like all the post dudes are 6'9", 6'10", even. You can't play the post. I would every now and then, but I had to be on the wing. And then at that height, you got to have great ball handling skills. And then my mom also, too, was like, there's no, Jew, there's no, no Jews in the NBA, right. so this is going to be tough for you. This gonna, like, it's going to be tough. Wow, I'm just fucking... Was there was there an acceptance? Was there like a moment of acceptance where you're like, you know what? I'm also funny and can do great yeah, voices. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for yeah. sure, dude. Well, I quit football to play Danny Zuko in Greece my sophomore year of high school. You did? Yeah. So that was like a clear. But then I stuck with basketball because I was like that that competitive basketball to me is the, you get the best competitive, um, you know, just there's the most attitude. Comp- yeah, and the, and the most camaraderie and team competition because there's so much that's uh, happening and that you got to be aware of all the time with like football. It was like, man, you try to block a guy. And if you don't, you watch the other guys try to block them for you. I mean, it's just yeah, like, it's a different, well, there's different person. Football players have a different personality than basketball players, than yep. baseball players. Yep. All sports are different. Yeah. Football players are like scary, different. You gotta be an animal of a human being. Almost antisocial dudes. Totally. You know what I mean? They yeah. just like walk around with just like that fucking, I'll eat you mentality. Yeah. Not that friendly all the time. No. Basketball is like a locker room camaraderie, yep. attitude sport. Yep. I love the attitude of basketball. Yeah. I was like, I didn't, I couldn't play high school basketball because I had hockey. I played hockey oh, that's same right. time, so I had to make a choice. That's and a, that's I chose a man sport. Yeah, but I chose the sport that I was worse at. You know what I mean? I, I chose the wrong one. <laughs> to challenge yourself or what? To ch- no, because I loved hockey so much. But I wasn't as good at hockey as I thought I was at basketball. But I just was – I loved hockey, and I wasn't going to give it up. I just loved it. But in the summers, we'd play Detroit, you know, with my boys in Detroit. We'd yeah. play summer league shit and just, like, pick up games with dudes that were, like, you know, Division One, Division Three. You saw some real, insane talent. I saw some sick talent And guys playing. that probably were and one mixtape dudes but couldn't go pro or guys that went pro and just uh, – or dudes that were just dope and didn't do either because there's so many dope ball players in Detroit. No, well we well I I didn't play with, like I saw I saw Glenn Rice, Anthony Pendleton, Andre Rise, and I saw those dudes in high school when I was a middle school kid, and my mom taught at the public high school, and oh, her high school Southfield High was gonna go to Flint to watch Flint Northwestern play. I think it was Flint Northwestern, and their starting five was Glenn Rice, was just Andre Risen, oh, wow. Jeff Grayer. Uh, Anthony Pendleton, who went to USC and played overseas for a minute, and then I think it was like Glenn Rice's little brother. Basically, five professional athletes on a high school team starting, Holy and shit. that was when I basically looked at it and went, "This is I never saw any shit like this." Yeah, like, these are high school professionals, and that that blew my mind. But so how? So I mean, going back to Kobe and like talking about that work ethic, it's like, what do you think Anthony Pendleton didn't have that Kobe did? I mean. I think he was a troubled kid. His whole thing was, I mean, he had he had the skills to go pro. People said, like, when he would go to summer camps, nobody could get a shot off against Anthony Pendleton. Fuck. And he had a crazy jumper, and he was sickly talented. But I think it's a matter of discipline. It's a, it's politics, too. Yeah. Like, there's politics in that world. Sports, you'll see kids. Like, even hockey, I got a buddy of mine, plays for Anaheim. He's in the farm elite system. And he's as good as seven dudes that are playing up right now. He's he's killing it in the farm system, but, but for some reason there's you know there's poli- there's just politics and shit. And Kobe came and from like a, a I mean dad pro was a dad pro and yeah living in Italy had all the time in the world to just play soccer and show up to games and practices and be and and when they, when but they he's also say, gifted. I mean he's he's 
It, it didn't, yeah. He didn't get there for politics. Kobe did not get politically put. I mean, he's his skill level. Yeah, I mean, his skill like level matched his clip, discipline. Like, but yeah, his I mean, drive. But you do. He did have to have that amount of like discipline to like show up to these practices and be in the gym all the time. But have the time to do so. But also, hey man, if I was living in Italy and I love basketball, it's probably one of two things I'm doing. I'm playing it all the time, or I'm you know I'm. You know, shadowing the local chef to see how he makes manicotti <laughs> no, to someday overthrowing the beefaroni fortune. You know, hundred percent. Chef Boyardee. Yeah, and he chose the the earlier. He Kobe chose... could have been the next Chef Boyardee, but he chose hoops. Kobe Boyardee. Wow, he'd have been fucking dope. Throw a hat on him. He speaks. To, I mean, the guys. You know, I, I just never liked his personality. It doesn't matter. Now I got much respect after the documentary because I was I, I saw how he would land at one in the morning with the team and then go to a random park at two o'clock in the morning and shoot five hundred jumpers with the card lights on. Like he didn't do that just because the cameras were on. <laughs> yeah, no, they never caught that. But he, it's practice, man. And I think as a comedian, like, you know how many non-disciplined comics there are. You know what I mean? Like, and there's. They just like post, I would say, they just post. I mean, that's that's the one shitty thing about social media is that like, and I I am a victim of this too. Like two years in, I was doing a bringer show at the comedy store where you have to bring a certain amount of people to get stage time, and the bringer guy and the person who runs the show makes a ton of money off you. But you're like, every now and then I got to pepper in these open mics with a real show, yeah, just to feel, just to get a little piece of it. I do feel like there's there's value in those, but Chris Rock popped in and went on after me, and he's in the back and he walks by and I, and I go. Hey, what's up, man? And he goes, what are you going on? And I was like, well, first of all, I go, Chris Rock, that's, I'm going to do a terrible impression of you someday when I tell this story. And he was like, I'll get it, man, I'll get it. And Very way, few words like, with Chris Rock. <laughs> by the way, that sounded like Matthew McConaughey. But he was like, he was like, uh, he was like, I'm about to go on stage. And I was like, cool, man. And then I get on Facebook that night, and I go, I opened for Chris Rock tonight. That is hilarious. You did. I mean, you, well, you that's did. why you're a dope guy, Mike. Because you did. you're supportive through and through. But why did you catch heat for saying that? Oh yeah, did and, you? And that's when I and thank God. Um, I want to say it was Bobby Lee or somebody was like, "Hey man, don't post shit like that." And I was like, "What?" And they were like, or they just gave me shit about it, and enough to make me go, "Oh yeah, that was to, to where." Because I was so needing validation from back home, because people yeah. kept being like, "How's it going, man? I haven't seen you on TV yet." So like fucking this will show him and shut him up. Yep. You know, this hey, X, oh yeah, really? I don't talk I don't say sexy shit when you let the faucet fuck you. Well look at this. <laughs> I open for Chris Rock. Yo, you know? waterfall, check this out. <laughs> so, waterfall Wendy. Yeah, yeah. So so uh and then but so when I see like young comics that are just so eager and impatient, they're like, I need it's such a long road. I need these like mini victories and I'm not getting I need people to know that i'm doing it not only the pe- and they want the respect of the, of the people above them but it's like you'll get it just put like it takes it takes so when time, they'll post man. a picture of them on a show or post a tour schedule of like hey you somehow went back home and did a five bars in a row and now you're posting that and being like and then they'll name it like a tour i just want to be like you don't have to do like you're almost hurting yourself because it's you're tricking yourself into thinking you're further along than you are, and you gotta just like enjoy the process of getting better. No doubt, no doubt. Which is easier said than done because I know because I remember remember vividly just like being so like fuck. Like I'll go to the Laugh Factory and see Dane just crushing it when he was on the rise, and I'd be like, God, I want to be there. Like, yeah. how do I, you know? Was there a moment for you that you that you just said to yourself? 
I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. Like, because you were acting in high school and you've, you've done a ton of acting work and you're a damn good actor. Thanks, man. But what, what was there one Could moment? Could have been in your movie. Hopefully, hopefully another one. I tried one. to get you in my movie. I know you did. Hopefully another one. I can get you down the mo- men's league basketball. I can't get you in a feature <laughs> film. I fucking tried to call out. He's like, oh, sorry, bro. Uh, schedule's not working out. Dude, I was so bummed. We had to get Melissa McCarthy in my podcast. It was the only time oh, right, it could work right, out. Right, 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 right. That was, right. you know, she she moved her schedule. To, it was a bummer. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all good. All good. We found a couple other people. <laughs> you heard of Michael Rappaport. <laughs> that was so good, by the way, dude. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks. It's thanks. really, and it's, um, it's unbelievable to, like, I mean, God, just being on the handful of movie sets now and seeing, like, what it takes to, and just even a piece of the process and knowing yeah. what it takes. And then when you're, like, fully invested and responsible for so much more, dude, it's amazing that I would even see you out of clubs. I'm like, <laughs> oh, you're not dead yet? Or, like, yeah. you're not you're not trapped in an edit, but, but you were a lot. But then, Oh, yeah. But I'm sure you needed for your sanity to like get out, get some normalcy in there, right? Absolutely. I yeah, directing yeah, directing is like being in another. You're in a zone the whole the whole shoot. You are in a zone, and it's almost like you're on autopilot, yeah. and you're just like you're losing weight because you don't even remember to eat, and you're answering questions from everybody that you don't even remember how you know the answer to. It is definitely you are on a plane that's not stopping, and it's. I actually love I love I actually love the process and yeah. I love all the people involved, but yeah, man, it has it is, made you more confident in other aspects of your life? Totally, because you're running you're running the show, so now it's like totally. Now you now do you find I've yourself- had crazy thoughts. I'm like I could be the CEO of a company. I'm like <laughs> is ABC who who's the CEO over at ABC? Should I apply for a job over there? Well, let's be honest, that would be incredible. You, you know what I mean? Because but, for sure, and I only know I don't know every top exec, but I know some, and I just feel like some I'd be are, better. Come on, man. You can't, yeah, How's our meeting going to go? It's the best. You pitch the show. I go, yeah, bro. Start Thursday. You know what I mean? Call Bobby Lee. Tell him to get the fucking glue out of his hands. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to work. It should be as easy as that. Yo, I. it should be as easy as that. But it's not because. And I've been going through like a whole pitching of television stuff in the last few months. So I'm seeing like Good. in front of all these execs and what it's like. And I feel like we got to change something in the systems not right because to song and dance in front of like an executive and not, and they're they're not bad people. I'm not saying they're bad people. They got families. They got they want to do a good job, but they're beholden to like another entity that you don't even see behind them. You know what I mean? And it's like all we're trying to do is just make great content. It's very fucking simple. It's like all I want to do is make good shit share it with the world yeah very that's it and we're living breathing like like writing just bleeding this shit all the time and it's like wouldn't you like the 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 ones that you hear of like that that step in and really try to massage and and adjust shit it's like you you've done that before that's why you think you're good at it right you haven't the actual process of everything getting to that point you haven't lived in so what makes you think right it's like if um Kobe did follow that pot, pasta passion, and right. uh, and he's cooking up some some great tortellini, and I show up, and I've, you know, I've never even tried a fucking meatball, and I <laughs> right. just go, dude, you're seasoning that wrong. Totally, you spend, I spent years on this one TV thing. I've been working on like this, like my passion project. You know what I mean? 
and then I'll go in this like a meeting and I'll pitch the show and it's like my heart. You know what I mean? And then they'll call me and be like, could you just turn the woman instead of 55? Could you make her 35? And like maybe she works at a public school. I'm like, God, I fucking minds cried too. nine times over this fucking situation. You know what I mean? Like the, in this, in this, and you want to tell me that it just it gets you. But but you do. But you have to play the game a little bit, you right? Play the game. You go now. She's thirty five. Are we gonna move forward? She's thirty five now. Fuck. You know, it's 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 a it's an interesting dynamic, man. It's you know, like like I said, I I'm not a hater. I don't hate on executives that you're pitching to because they're not bad people like yeah. some of them are egomaniacs maybe and some of them truly don't know what the fuck's going on yeah like when it comes to storytelling yeah. or like depth of character some of them actually do not know what the fuck's going on like we i pitched recently and like three of the places i pitched two of the execs are gone like wow. you know you read the trades it's like so and so doesn't work here that's anymore. the thing else was like the, the turnover and um, the turnover we're going to be comedians and writers and performers longer than these people are going to be you know uh, at the helm how uh you asked when like stand-up like clicked for me when did it like click for, for you stand-up clicked for me when i was at the comedy store 17, 18 years ago, and I saw Damon Wayans do a set, no joke, and I knew I wanted to be a comedian. I had already started doing open mics, and I saw Damon Wayans on stage, and I remember the, I swear to God, like a warmth just like covered my body, and I was like, because I was like, this guy is like speaking to me, and he's like telling family stories and friendship stories about his boys. I'm like, that is going to be like my style. Like, that's and I'm thinking, in my, and, you know, and then my Jewish brain kicks in. I'm like, if he makes a million a year, I got to make 50,000. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, if he uh, yeah. makes, if he's killing it, I'm, I can at least be good enough to make a living. That's yeah. what my thought was. And that was the moment that I decided I'm in. I'm all in. I'm all in. And Damon Wayans is such a, I put him up there for me with Chris Farley and uh, Jim Carrey and Rob Williams and Adam Sandler as far as like influential and innovators of like, I mean, he was so damn stand up. I didn't man. come up on and I, I, I feel like I need to go back and, you know, educate myself a little more with that. But like, dude, movies and in living color, like that type of, uh, that was my, that was my shit. Hold on one second. I just want to turn the air up. Yeah. His, uh, in living color, that I mean, bro, that changed my life. Come no on, joke. SNL was great, but like that show was just a different, a couple streets over. Yeah, that's the street I grew up on. I grew up on in living color. Homie the street. clown. Homie, dude, the that cl shit blew my mind. Are you kidding? Jim, Ho I didn't even know you could. I mean, just like, still to this day, it's like when they tried to bring that back at one point and recreate. Which, by the way, when they were doing the reboot, do you remember that? Of Homie the Clown? No, of uh, In Living Color. Oh, yeah, yeah, No, no, Keenan I don't. Keenan was going to do it, and they were going to have everybody. I think uh, Damon and Keenan had signed on, and I think Tommy Davidson. I, th I want to say Jamie Foxx, but then he bailed, and then it just started this trickle effect. Yeah, bummer, because like, that Maybe was... we're going to do Ray 2, and I was like, that was why game would you changing. think Ray 2 is going to happen? You you know, but so... Uh, I was hoping for a bigger laugh on that one, but uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. so that I felt the connection to the to the Wayans family. I want to be the ninth Wayan, dude. I felt like I saw Keenan, but I mean, this is this is just side side note. But like, I saw Damon Wayans do his thing, had a warmth come over my body, went headstrong into stand up comedy, and then one day where I only literally had I only had ten minutes of stand up at the time. Yeah, 
I had a manager, and he goes, dude, you're not going to believe this. There's a fallout on the Keenan Ivory Wayans talk show. He's like, can you get to see whatever the studio was? and do fi- You're going to go on his show. And I literally, because Keenan had to okay, he watched my little tape of six minutes, and he okayed it. I didn't, even ha- I didn't have a shirt to wear, like a good shirt. What? I get to Keenan Ivory Wayans' show, and I'm like, I'm in. I'm in the green room. I'm pacing around. I meet Keenan. I'm like, dude, and we're like the same size at yeah. the time. I'm like, dude, do you have a shirt that I could borrow? And I swear to God, I'll never forget. He walked me into his room, dressing room. He had a rack of shirts. I took a blue long sleeve dope shirt and rocked the Keenan Ivory Wayans show and like have been a, a Wayans fan. You'll never forget that. Yeah. But, of course, full circle, just like I was with Apatow, if I see a Wayans, I'm like a little – I don't go up and talk. I don't – I'm like – yeah, you oddly, gotta break through that wall oddly, at some point. But also, yeah, it's, I'm going right up. I've seen, and by the way, I've seen Damon Jr. at the club. Yeah, I'm talking to him. Yeah. I see him at One Oak tonight. He's dope. He is dope. Yeah, he is dope. Uh, Did you work with him? I mean, just on shows and stuff. But he's, I mean, at the Haha. I mean, that's and that's where I've got met and gotten to be, you know, chummy with uh, Damon Senior, and where I've stood outside the Haha for an hour, tagging his jokes and riffing with him. And then one night, outside the Westside Comedy Theater, just because we kept seeing each other at shows. Uh, and at one point I made a point, I saw him headlining Irvine Improv, and I was driving back from San Diego, and I go, I'm going to stop in and just say what up. You Hell know? yeah. And I stop in and say what up, and he was going over a ship, and I opened the door in the green room and knocked, and he was sitting there, he looks up, and he goes, what's up, Adam? And I go, hey, dude, know you're doing your thing. Just wanted to say good luck, kill it, I'll be out there, and I'll see you after. He was like, my man. And I was like, dude, and then when I saw him, like, the next week of the show, we started talking, and he started telling me all these, like, Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson stories blowing my mind and then i was like i was trying to build some rapport to get the balls to be like hey man would you want to come continue these stories on my podcast because it would be an honor you're like a fucking but and and at this point i i i didn't want to fan out right away because then you're just right because we've been on shows and he'd see me and then you want to be considered a um you know, a colleague. A peer, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, and then he was like, you know what, man, I don't do podcasts, but I go, just give me your email. We'll start a dialogue and see what's up, you know, just to get that far. He goes, all right. We started getting into it, locked in a date, and then he goes, you know what, man, I'm just not into I'm just, I'm not feeling the podcast thing. Damn. I go, all good. Did I ask again? You're goddamn right I did. Ha <laughs> uh, But, dude, I mean, just an innovator, man, and it's like. He yeah, told no. me some of these, like, Jordan stories. It was crazy about balling with him, like, during Space Jam when Jordan rented out a gym and uh, all those celebs and athletes would come play. Like, I mean, Julia White, you know, uh, Urkel, who's become a buddy, like, same yeah. thing. He was filming Family Matters. He could play. On, yeah. He, he was play. filming Family Matters on that set, and he would go ball with them. Uh, you know, I've made so many relationships from basketball, like all the business. Tell me real quick some of the, yeah. No, I but mean, I mean, I think I talked about this with you, but like all the good, positive, like, you know, the Connolly's my boy. We were yeah. in a basketball league. Leo, you know what I mean? My How's whole Leo's game? Solid low post game. Yeah. Solid. Like, so him you, and I would have a solid battle. You guys like are about the too. same weight. He's like 185, 190. He's nice. strong. Yeah. He's strong. Not a great jump shot. You know okay. what I mean? Flat-footed on the jumper. No, you roll. That's fine. Yeah, but go. Be defense and hustle. But, yeah, he, he, I think when he did basketball you diaries. Were, you were the aviator, dude. You don't have to have a jump shot. And you? I would always cover him. Like, you know, it would be because I was kind of like the biggest one yeah. of our friends. This before kinda. you knew him? Uh, no, no, no. When we would play up at his house, yeah. you know what I mean? I would, like, check him. Yeah. But, 
But yeah, he was he was surprisingly strong and had like one this one little low post move that he could spin on. I think he got it when he like he had some pro teach him at Basketball Diaries. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you, it was just like an unstoppable move. I was so, gonna say, or did when he had the court put in, did he say like, "I make this part right here like easy to pivot yeah. on"? No, he's he's got he's competitive, man. He's like you know, Does he still ball. Wrestlers. He hasn't balled in a while. I haven't balled up there in a while. Yeah, yeah. dope court though. Great court. To me, that's the dream. Yeah. Like get to the point to where you're you're hosting games yeah. on your court. I bought at Sandler's. I bought at Sandler's what? before. Yeah, Sandler's got a court up there. I kind of think he I think he'll remember me. I only played twice up there. But he had a loose backboard and you know a loose backboard if you shoot off the glass it's going in every time. Yeah. I think I went 15 for 15 at Sandler's house. You I'm think? not even You'll kidding. Never, you have that stat written down on every fucking To the point where one calendar. of my boys who was playing, he's like, what the fuck, bro? You think you're going pro? Like, my boy <laughs> got mad at me during the game. I couldn't miss. That's I was amazing. like, I almost felt bad. But, yeah. No, you got to make a statement in those games. I made a statement. Then I see Sandler for like a year after that period, like in random weird places, and he was always real cool. He's a 15 yeah. for 15 guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He remembers. Yeah. What's up, Mike? That's Yo, shit. do you need to run? Because I know. I mean, yeah, we can do. A, yeah, we can do a part two. Yeah, is that cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you I mean, got there's people to covered see. a lot. There's more to cover, bro. I appreciate you coming on it's here. The best, dude. Seriously, you got a great pod. Good apartment to pod in. You, uh, your pod with Sebastian in the car was. Uh, it made me. Uh, I'm mobile. Yeah, it's great. I'm How mobile. was that, by the way? That was great. I mean, the conversation was great, but like that proximity with somebody in the back seat, or were you just like side by side shotgun and driver? Shotgun driver sitting in the comedy store looking out at the world. Kind of, that's kind of beautiful. I kind of like that. I think I actually might take the car up there tonight and see what happens. It's a good idea. Yeah, it's also a great idea to lock down guests. I mean, like Sebastian's so on the move. Unless you get him to drive his Vespa to your place, which is what he did to my uh, for our show. Did he? Pulled the his new Vespa. one. Uh, he just got a new one. Oh really? Yeah. He pulled it over, and I come outside, and he's trying to pull it, drive it up onto the curb, and struggling. And I'm laughing. I'm like taking my phone out, and I go, "I want to tape this for an aren't you embarrassed?" But you know, I love you too much, and I'm genuinely embarrassed for you right now. So I, I don't even have it in me. And then he goes, it's, uh, you know, "My helmet. It's like, well, it's too big. It's just, uh, you know, it's just, you know." And he started going, and I was like, "See, like I can't even." He's so not a motorcycle dude. I don't know. How, I'm it's like, the I worry about he says. him. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You're not a motorcycle guy. I yeah. know you're on a scooter, but it's a motorcycle. It's like it a is little, a motorcycle. It goes seventy. Stop! Don't call it. A, it yeah, just, he just might refer him. to it as a scooter. Also, yeah, it, it, it goes seventy. Like, I know he's not driving it on the freeway. Right. But the fact that it like it can be on the freeway. You know, if you're not driving it on the sidewalk, it's. Yeah, but no, you know it's, that's it, no, it's it's a it's a motorcycle. Sebastian has a has a little mini motorcycle, and it's hilarious. Would you ever go that route? Yeah, I've gone that route. Yeah, I, I grew up riding motorcycles, dirt bikes. Fuck. Had a little enduro street bike, crashed a little bit. Of course. Every now and then, I'll rent a motorcycle right here at this rental place. Uh, I'll rent one of those three wheelers. Have you seen the Can Ams? No. Those Can Ams with the front two tires. And the back is the one. It's awesome. It's dope. Does that it's have a sidecar? It's fun. No sidecar. That's what I would do is get yeah. a sidecar. No sidecar. But that's but, because uh, I got a dwarf best friend and I would want to put him somewhere. You got to get a sidecar just for an album cover. Or di- Well, I mean, the album cover is me on a bicycle, Brad in a basket, E.T. style. Is that already been Fly shot? to the moon. We joked about it yesterday and I think we're going to do it. That's fucking genius. I do want to do the, I mean, I want that video. It's like, I mean, the picture is amazing, but. Brad's him, a good dude, man. He's the best, dude. He's a great dude. Yeah. Where is he? Is he on the road right he's now? He's in uh, Virginia right now. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yo, so anything you want to pub, you could throw, <sighs> out, throw out? out your... This will be out like in two days. Love that. Um, We're turning over quick. <laughs> We're turning I, shit over. I here. got this um, uh, TBS show called Separation Anxiety on right now. Do it with Eliza Schlesinger. It's Tuesday nights, 10 p.m. on TBS. It's a game show. It's fun. I it's dig Eliza. Cable. It's my she, girl. I've done a bunch great. of shit with she, I've known her for a yeah. long time. She kills it on this. And we got a good uh, back and forth, and it's uh, it's fun. And then um, all my tour dates are AdamRayTV.com. Podcast is about last night with Brad, which Mikey's been on. You got to come it. back on. You crushed it. Your episode's one of our most popular ones. Really? Is it oh, still yeah, running in, in, in areas? Oh, dude, I we get emails all the time from Justifer. We have a podcast, you know, an email. And um, a lot of people just go, who new fans go back and then just start, like, cataloging shit but also people just backlog shit or go back and re-listen yeah i should send you some of the emails i've gotten from your episode i love that my ego needs it (laughs) i'm doing great in this one (laughs) bedroom you're killing it uh and um adamrightv.com uh i guess ghostbusters but that's not till july but congrats on that bro doing the voice of slimer that's pretty cool dude you're killing it. You're a good dude. I'm, I'm, you really are. You're a Thanks, good dude, man. fellow men's league athlete. You know what I mean? There's not many Jewish I, athletes left that are slow footed. I promise footed. not to shove down your friends. By the way, I, for the record, I got shoved down. I didn't. Did Jerry call you after that, by the way? Because you left. You didn't see that. He did call me. I can't remember what he said. He wasn't mad, and it wasn't him that got that. that no, who, it was who, a friend of yours who, who I guess had never shown a sign of emotion. This kid who played had never, ever gotten riled up. And yeah. He shoved me to the ground. I didn't like that. I mean, listen, I I remember the moment. Also, I, I'm I like a, Oh, you were there. Of course I was That's there. That's right. I was uh, And I like that you popped up with attitude. Like, yeah. yo, what's up? I go, what's, dude, what, you're what? a grown adult man shoving dudes in a game that doesn't matter. Check it. Check, Check yourself. It. No, Adam Ray. I knew is what to say in that moment, but you put a faucet and a pussy in front of me and I'm fucking speechless. <laughs> yo, thanks for coming, <laughs> the fucking Kobe of the men's league world. <laughs> Uh, Mike Young, stories that need to be told. Enjoy. We will see you later. We are out. Peace.